Welcome to our podcast, Autoimmune and You. I'm one of your hosts, Erica. And I'm your other host, Rachel. We're just two women with rheumatoid arthritis who are sharing our personal experiences managing this disease holistically. And we are both wellness coaches, so we are super passionate about empowering you to live your happiest and healthiest life. What's up, guys? We are starting with a little update today because there's a secret that I've been keeping for like over a month now, and I finally get to share, and I'm so excited. I kind of like shared some teasers throughout this week on my Instagram story, but I finally was able to post, and now I can share with the world because I officially started today. I um, started a new venture as a coach with Orange Theory Fitness. And it's super freaking exciting. So I know a lot of you don't know this. I actually worked at the front desk of an Orange Theory Fitness in 2017. That was my first job, actually. Wow, this is crazy. This actually ties in. I can like, Mm. (gasps) okay, hold on, hold on. Rewind. Okay, bring it in, Rachel. (laughs) So I don't think you know this either, Erica. Orange Theory Fitness, my front desk job there as a sales associate was my first job after my diagnosis because I was out of work for two months. Mm. And that's why it has such a special place in my heart. Like I only worked there for a few months because I eventually, once I was able to like actually move my body again, I got another occupational therapy job. But when I was working at Orange Theory, the reason that I like wanted a job like that is because during my uh, time on bed rest and like not working, I did a whole lot of journaling and introspection. And we've talked about that many times on our podcast, but I I was writing down the things that I felt were really important to me and the things that I was passionate about and fitness kept coming up. And so then I started just applying to any front desk fitness position that I could think of that like, I would be able to like basically sit cause I couldn't stand yeah. for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. And orange theory was one of them. And I ended up getting the job and that was, yeah, it was my first job out of two months of not working. And at that point I was finally at a point where I was able to do like modified workouts. And there's a few things that I love about orange theory for that is because number one, they don't call their, um, modified movements in their workouts, modifications. They call them options, which I think Mm. is really nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It makes you feel kind of left out when you're like, Oh, I have to like yeah. Be the mod- do the modified version or exactly. whatever. And I like, before I was diagnosed, I did everything, you know, full out normal. I didn't even know what a modification was. Yeah. And then throughout my like physical therapy and my home fitness journey, the first two months after diagnosis, when I was just trying to get my strength back, I had to learn like, what does modifying mean? What feels good to my body? What am I able to do? What am I capable of? And so then by the time I got to working at Orange Theory and was able to start taking classes, it felt really good because it wasn't like, oh, you have to modify. It was like, here's an option for you. Mm. And so anyway, Orange Theory has always had a really special place in my heart. And I only worked there, like I said, for a few months. I think it was like April 2017 to like June, like Mm. not very long. And it, I've taken classes here and there. And after I got my personal training certification back in May, I, for some reason, I just was like, I don't want to work in a gym. I don't want to, I really wasn't planning on doing anything with the certification. I kind of wanted it just to be able to help my like one-on-one clients better. But then I realized that orange theory was like it. Like I just knew I just applied to two different orange theory locations and ended up getting one of them. And, but then once they say that they want you, you have to go through this like certification process of their own. And Mm -hmm. so for the past four days, um, over the weekend, Thursday through Sunday, 
I went through this really, really long, emotionally, mentally, physically exhausting certification program of theirs. And after you pass that, then you get to be like officially hired. So I didn't want to say anything until that was official, even though I like kind of knew that I would do the work it takes to get, you know, official, but yeah, now it's, now it's real. And I uh, helped with my first class today. So I'm basically like training right now and helped with the, for the 5am and the 6.15am classes. Yeah. So I was telling Erica before we started recording that I woke up at 2.58, my alarms were set for 3.15 and my body just woke me up at 2.58. And normally I would like go back to sleep for 15 minutes. And I was like, okay, but my body woke me up. Like I need to trust that and go with that. And I felt pretty awake when I woke up. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, I've been awake. What time did you have to go to bed? I went to, well, I was trying, I was laying in bed from like seven 30, but you've, you've been in my room. Like it's bright, you know, oh, like even with yeah. the shades down, it's bright. Yeah. I was like, I need blackout curtains. Like I put a face mask on yeah. and then I like, couldn't fall asleep. So I just like watched an episode of the show on Netflix for like half an hour. And then, um, I ended up, I think by the time I like put my eye mask back on and was like, okay, I'm like actually feeling a little bit tired. It was like nine o'clock. So I got like almost six hours of like right around six hours of sleep. Um, yeah. And for me, I'm one of those people, everyone calls me crazy, but I'm one of those people that like my sweet spot is six and a half hours. I got almost that. Um, I need really, I need a full, fine. I need full eight. Yeah. Like, my like absolutely have to get eight or I am like, Oh, yeah, uh, like <laughs> all throughout my day. I just I can't. Yeah, but. I don't know. It's something like I just like it's not I can't if I do less than six hours like no, I cannot function yeah. if I yeah. but sometimes if I get more than seven, I feel like almost just as bad as if I didn't get enough sleep. I don't know. Anyway, there is a sweet spot, though. There is because you could over everyone has their yeah. yeah, everyone yeah. has their little like threshold or whatever. So yeah. anyway, I know that was a long winded thing, but it's actually crazy to think like I didn't actually make that connection between like why it has such a special place in my yeah. heart until yeah. we were at the certification and we had to kind of like the first day tell our story a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking back, like, wait a yeah. second, this is yeah. crazy how this all ties back. It's so freaking cool. I mean, that's pretty crazy to like probably think of yourself like, you know, newly diagnosed, looking at other like trainers and like thinking mm-hmm. about your own body and going like, oh my gosh, like I could probably never even do that. Like, what is my life going to look like? Mm-hmm. And then years later, like being in that position yourself and be like, oh my gosh, I I'm getting have- goosebumps literally everywhere. Like my yeah. full body goosebumps. It's so freaking cool. That's amazing. And that's inspiring to like anyone else, like who's listening to this, who is maybe newly diagnosed and maybe in the same position. Maybe they worked at a fitness place or mm-hmm. maybe they had dreams of like working in some type of fitness environment. And now they feel like oh my gosh, like that's not going to be me. Like my doctor told me, mm-hmm. you know, this is going to be the path that I'm going to be on. And, you know, now we know that when you really do these diet and lifestyle and my- mindset changes, like you have the potential to do make anything happen for yourself. Yeah. Just because you get a diagnosis doesn't mean that life has to stop. First of all, you some, some things in your life might have to take a back burner position yeah. for a little bit. I mean, think about this. I was diagnosed four and a half years ago. It yeah. has taken me this long to get to a point of, so 
I, when I was working at Orange Theory at the front desk, like I really was exactly what Erica said. I was looking at the coaches and being like, oh my God, I wish like that could never be me. And the people that were working there were all like, yeah, Rachel, like you should get your certification. You should coach here. Like you have the personality and all this stuff. And I was kind of thinking that I always wanted to, but then my heart was never really in actually getting the certification. I would like not really study. And I just wasn't doing the things. And then eventually was like, I'm not going to do this right now. Yeah. And there's something to be said for allowing things to really align because mm-hmm. once I actually enrolled to get this sort certi- my personal training certification, like I was in it, I, w- I yeah. was in it, I got yeah. it done. And then I mo- went from there, but like, yeah, this is a long time in the making and it's crazy to look back for sure, but you just have to trust the process. And this kind of goes along with like what we wanted to record about today, about like meeting yourself where you're at and always, um, like, seeing your potential and not Mm -hmm. looking at this as, oh, I have this diagnosis. I can't, first of all, you're not your diagnosis. Like you're just not, there's so many things that make you who you are. And not one of those things is your diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is a good segue because, you know, when I was thinking about when I first got diagnosed in 2016, when I started to go to hot yoga, Bikram Mm -hmm. yoga, um, I remember like barely being able to like do the poses because like my feet hurt or like just any little thing and looking at like the older women in the class that would go to the class like four or five times a week, right? And I was going four or five times a week, but I was like nowhere near like any of the flexibility or strength that these older women had. And just like thinking like, I'm like only 28 and I feel like an eight-year-old in this class. And I'm that's looking at like exactly. eight-year-olds. Yeah, and that's I exactly was, like when I was in physical therapy in a pool and I was 23 and I had 80-year-olds around me and I was like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah. And so that would kind of like get in my head a little bit. But then I'd be like, you know what, Erica, like you just got diagnosed with this disease, like have mm-hmm. some compassion for yourself. Like you're trying really hard. And after like two years of me doing it, my inflammation drastically went down. I was then able to do a lot of the poses really well that a lot of the older women were able to do. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but you have to just look at things as like one moment at a time. And you really, you can't really project even what your like health journey is supposed to look like. Yes, mm-hmm. I do believe you should have a vision of what you would like that to look like, mm-hmm. but you can't really hold yourself to that and be like, if it doesn't happen by this time, then I'm a failure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you really have to Even just be day like, by day, like be day like by day. a vision for the day and something doesn't happen. You can't hold on to that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think that's where people get caught up in the like beating themselves up situation is because you do compare yourself to other people on their health journey. And then you're like, oh my gosh, like, why am I not doing that? But look at everything Rachel and I have said is literally unfolded exactly the way it should unfold Mm -hmm. at the right timing. If things would have happened earlier for us, or even maybe later, it wouldn't Mm -hmm. have felt the same. Same situation of like us meeting each other Mm -hmm. and starting this podcast and like, you know, everything that we've talked about and like even like my journey with rock climbing and like now I'm finally doing it. And it's like all these different things, like if it would have happened earlier, maybe I wouldn't have had 
so much like gratitude and like appreciation for my body. Say mm-hmm. like, say when I'm on my health journey and like a year later, I'm like, I'm perfect and like moved on with everything. Like I wouldn't have all the like wisdom and perspective that I have now. And like yeah. either would Rachel. And like, so everything you go through is a source of an awakening for you. You know, some type yeah. of enlightenment that you need at that moment. Exactly. Exactly. It's like that quote, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Everything happens in the perfect timing, whether you believe it or not, whether yeah. you see it or not, mm-hmm. everything will and does unfold exactly when it's supposed to. I am such a firm believer in that. While I don't like a thousand percent believe in fate, I think that there's something to be said for kind of the concept of fate. Yeah. And I think that there are things that we can do to kind of like sway things in directions, but Mm -hmm. sometimes like you have to let go of control just a little bit to allow things to unfold in the right way. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to meet yourself where you're at in order to let that happen. Mm -hmm. I, the reason that I was telling Erica that I wanted to talk about this today is because I have, um, clients that are like, it seems to be an, a recurring thing with my clients in the past couple of weeks of being like, Oh, well, I used to do this for my health. And like, Mm -hmm. I, I don't. And like, I just keep thinking, why can't I? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, first of all, life circumstances change. Mm -hmm. Second of all, things around you change. Third of all, your body changes. Like, it's just, you can't keep thinking back. Like, you know, a year ago, two years ago, 10 years ago, And a perfect example is I had a client that was saying that she used to meditate all the time and that she felt so good Mm -hmm. and she didn't for a long time. She just like, couldn't find the time. She is, first of all, she's a rock star mother and business owner and like all Mm -hmm. the things. And I'm like, do you hear it? Like you are doing so many things. Of course, like, of course it's easy to fall out of these things. Mm -hmm. And then she was saying that for the past week or two, she has been meditating again. Yeah. And how good she feels and how proud she is of herself. And that was that's a perfect example because I was like, it doesn't matter that you didn't for however long. It doesn't matter if it was a whole year since yeah. you meditated. The fact that you're doing it again and the fact that you're feeling the difference and the benefits is incredible. And the fact that you're taking that time for yourself when you're so, so, so busy mm-hmm. with all of the other things, but she's still taking 20 plus minutes a day for this meditation practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really inspiring. I think it's just so important to... Um, It's an important lesson for all of us. I get in those things sometimes where like, for instance, I talked about my breakup on here, my most recent breakup. uh, I don't know how long ago was that like four episodes or something. And I was like in a really dark place mentally for a while. And I kind of started to like, quote unquote, should on myself. Like I Mm -hmm. shouldn't be feeling this way. I should be doing more meditations. I should be journaling more like but the, the fact of the matter is I was going through like a trauma essentially and not essentially I was, I was going mm-hmm. through a trauma and I was trying to conceptualize it and process it. And sometimes the way that we think that we should process something or should go through something or should um, have a perception about something yeah. isn't necessarily the way that we need to. And yeah. so while I kept sitting there, like at first kind of getting down on myself for the way that I was processing, I was like, there is no right way. There's Mm -hmm. no perfect way to do something. You just have to know that right now, this is where you're at and this Mm -hmm. is what it is. And if you want to make a change, then great, make it, but don't try to just like go full force and change all the things just because you feel like you should. Yeah. And I think, well, this morning, so this morning, again, I 
made myself some green juice and I was thinking like over the last couple of days, I was like, man, like I used to drink green juice for like three years, every single day. Like I used to be so good about it. Mm-hmm. And thinking about how clean my diet like truly used to be. And I was like, wow, like, you know, and then instead of going thinking that way, I was like, well, Erica, you can start up again at mm-hmm. any point. You know what I mean? Like you don't just because you haven't done it, you know, again in the last like four months or whatever, like you're just wasting energy. Like yeah. just go to the store and get it for yourself. And oh so my that's gosh, that's did this such morning. a good point. You're so, just wasting ta- energy no, thinking it's just, about yeah, it. It's so just true. like, well, like you can just, even if it's midday, right? Mm-hmm. Like here's the thing. People get caught up in like, well, tomorrow morning I'll start with yeah. this or like, well, it's, it's Tuesday, so I'll just wait till next Monday, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like you spend all that time not doing the thing that you are thinking about doing instead of just going like, wait a second, I can take myself to the store, I can go get myself some healthy meals, I can make my juice and just restart that. And mm-hmm. like literally automatically, I just felt like, oh, I'm back in the swing of it. Like, because all it takes is that one moment for you to decide I'm going to make that decision to do the thing that I quote unquote haven't been doing in a long time. And like my older self in the beginning of my journey would have been like, Erica, you have to juice every day or you're going to fall off of your healing and you're Mm -hmm. not going to be, no one's going to take you seriously if you don't do this every day. And then now I'm like, I'm at such a point where I'm just like, I'm just like, okay, I didn't do it because I don't know, life was busy. Yeah. And I I like how you shared that on your story too, just showing that transparency of like, you know, I used to do this all the time and then life happened and now I'm doing it for now. You know, we'll see. Because that's that's (laughs) normal situation in people's life. Not everyone can do everything consistently. Mm -hmm. It's just impossible. Like if anything, I tell myself and I tell my clients, if anything, bare minimum, at least try to have a better perspective on those routines versus Mm -hmm. I didn't do that one thing. Well, have a good perspective about it of like, like Rachel said, well, you were busy. You just Mm -hmm. had a kid. Mm -hmm. You have, you know, you're, it's COVID and now your kids are at home and now you have less time. Like just giving yourself that understanding, like takes the pressure off yourself. So now Mm -hmm. I'm at a complete point of like, instead of like, going, oh my gosh, why did you fall off? Like, you're not healthy. You're not making healthy decisions. I was like, okay, I felt cold. Like literally yesterday I was like, it's hot out. I feel like my body needs some additional like nutrient support. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, drinking green juices sounds good. Okay, I'm going to do that. And it Mm -hmm. felt good and it wasn't like forced and I didn't have this like uh, negative talk in my head about it. I just did it. And I think a lot of people get stuck in that cycle of, Mm -hmm. well, I haven't done it for so long and now it's too far and now, oh my God. And then they work it all up in their head. And then it's like, well, you could just probably go do it right now at this moment. And everything is about in the moment. This is all life is. Mm -hmm. Literally, life is a series of moments. There is no future. Okay, Eckhart Tolle. No, girl, I'm I'm almost finishing my Dr. Joe Dispenza uh, course that I'm taking right now. And I really have been listening a lot of Eckhart lately. And it really, really helps you understand mm-hmm. that this moment right now, whatever you're doing, you're in your car, you're washing your dishes, mm-hmm. you're folding laundry, whatever it is, 
this is what it is at that moment. That's mm-hmm. all you can do, right? So it's like to expend your energy thinking about, you know, what you didn't do for the last couple months or even the last couple years. Yeah, let it go. Let it's it in the go, past. You literally right? cannot do anything about that. And Unless is, one of you has a time machine, then let us in. But. Exactly. And this is, okay, so people don't understand People hear the concept of present moment, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, sure, like I get it, like just be in the now. But to be in the now means to not be thinking about your familiar past or Mm -hmm. the predictable future. Mm -hmm. You're in this moment. You don't have emotions or thoughts that are tied to the past and your emotions and thoughts are not caught up in the future. So that is what in the now means. That is what it is to be present. So if you understand that concept, it will make your whole health journey so much easier on you, right? Because the pressure that we put on ourselves to be at a specific physical capability, or Mm -hmm. maybe even when it comes to diet, like we have goals of our diet, and we're like, well, I think I should be eating this way. But it's like, okay, that's fine. But like, what can you do? Like, if that's what you think you should do, can you do that in this moment? And if you can't do that in this moment, it's irrelevant. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So true. I don't know if there's a better way to put that. If you are listening to this, please press that rewind 30 seconds button a couple of times and listen to what Erica just said again. Seriously, please do that because you just summed it up so perfectly. You cannot do anything about what has already gone past. All you can do is live in this moment, this exact moment that you're in right now. What is there? What can you do in this exact moment? Can you take a sip of water? Mm -hmm. Can you like make yourself a healthy snack? Can Mm -hmm. you, you know, there's so many things that you really can do. Can you just stand up? stand up out of your chair for like 30 seconds. That's Mm -hmm. something. Every little bit is something. And that brings me to my next point, which is give yourself the grace and the credit for doing those little things, Mm -hmm. for taking that extra sip of water, for going on that five minute walk, for taking the stairs instead of, you know, the elevator or whatever, if you're capable of doing that, Mm -hmm. or, you know, for choosing to read a book for five minutes rather than put on Netflix during your work break or whatever. Like, Every single little bit helps your mind, helps your body, helps your soul. And you need to give yourself that credit. Mm -hmm. I know Erica and I both just like are constantly just reminding clients of how amazing they are in their own capabilities because Mm -hmm. they really are doing more than they realize. Mm -hmm. And especially Mm -hmm. by the end of three months with us, like we're sitting there like, yo, do you realize like I have, um, I just released this 12 week program, uh, three months ago now, because I had the first round of clients finish up with it last week. And one client literally sat there and was like to me, Rachel, this is crazy because I remember my first call with you, like my consult call. And she was like, to think back at that person and the person that is sitting in front of you right now on zoom, she's like, Mm -hmm. I am so different. Yeah. She's like, I feel more empowered during doctor's visits. I feel more proud of myself than ever. I know Mm -hmm. that I'm making healthy decisions. My body feels more aligned than ever. All of these things. And she's like, and you know what? It didn't really feel like I did that much work. She's like, Mm because it was so gradual and we, Mm -hmm. we, you know, built these routines so slowly. She's like, and now I look back and I'm like, wait, I have a, I have all these routines. Wait, Mm -hmm. what? When did that Mm -hmm. happen? And she's like so proud. And that's the thing is the way that she did it is those little tiny things along the way. And you just Mm -hmm. build and build and build those. Yep. Yep. 
And, you know, one of the things that I tell people when I first start working with them as well is that, yes, we create goals, right? But don't project what the three months is going to look like for Mm -hmm. you because you don't want to disappoint yourself. Mm -hmm. But And it's not to say that you can't have like expectations of like, oh, I plan to like eat healthier and stuff like those are certainly things. But if it doesn't work out the way you saw that it was going to work, thought it was going to work out within the three months, that's okay, right? Mm-hmm. Because I've had someone, you know, that has worked with me and within the three months of us working together, their mother passed away, uh, someone got cancer, like things, you know, mm-hmm. things come up within a short period of time, believe it or not. For sure. And so it's the point that you keep pushing forward, you mm-hmm. keep prioritizing your health and your mental health. And you keep pushing forward. That's literally all that you can do. And when you keep pushing forward every single day, that adds up to the person that's there at the end of the three months. And whatever that is for that person. Some people, like you, Rachel is probably saying, some people have huge transformations. Mm -hmm. I'm talking like even like, uh, um, you know, second session into the whole program, they're like, oh my God. But, yeah, for but sure. It's be- but it's because we're all already on our own path of enlightening, right? Mm-hmm. And so some things spark in us that trigger such profound insight very quickly. Mm-hmm. And some people are not quite there yet. And so they still have a lot to learn within themselves. So this is why you have to have compassion and grace for yourself and you can't compare yourself to anyone else, anyone's transformation, Mm -hmm. nothing. Because wherever you are and whatever you're experiencing and whatever you're struggling with at the moment is gonna teach you something in the future and you'll be able to look back and be like, wow, okay, like that's why it took me longer to fine tune my diet. That's why it took me long time to like be consistent with meditation because it wouldn't have had that profound, you know, impact on my life at that moment, the way that it does now. Exactly. Some people just need a little bit more time to soak everything up, to soak up the knowledge. And uh, when you said everyone's like on their own path to enlightenment, that's something that I, I think Erica, you and I were talking about this, what yesterday about how like, um, Dr. Joe Dispenza is very much like your like person, right. That's like gotten you my through, guru. Yeah. yeah. That's like gotten you through so much. And like, you still like, that's your go-to. Yeah. yeah. And I was talking about how mine is very much Deepak Chopra and ve- like very similar, but very different in many ways yeah. too. And I feel like they both talk about this in different ways, but they have the same kind of idea behind it, which is exactly that message, same message. Yeah. Which is that, um, that we're all on this path towards enlightenment and it takes a different amount of time and it takes different resources and it takes different, um, like realizations and life circumstances and experience Mm -hmm. to get to that. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, every single one of us, our only job is living as a soul in a human body on this earth. And like, we learn things differently and we learn at different times and things happen at different times. But unfortunately, like a lot, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably have an autoimmune disease or know someone that does. And unfortunately, that's just like another thing that's thrown into our life. Right. But I firmly, firmly believe that it's there to teach us something. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is for you because it's different for every person, but it's there to teach us something on this path towards like a happier, healthier you and being able to contribute love and light to this world. Yeah. 
And, you know, and meditation means to know thyself. That's mm-hmm. the definition of meditation. So that's why meditation is important because we live in a world where we're constantly distracted mm-hmm. and we're looking at other people and we're like, oh, I want that. They have this and I have that. And then it takes away from like, no, what is your authentic self, your higher self really want? And that's mm-hmm. like what this journey is about. And I had posted on my Instagram, I had posted some words that came to my mind because I've been you know, really reflecting a lot on my journey and just like um, all the the Dr. Joe Dispenza stuff I'm learning and uh, reading more into Eckhart was that, you know, I thought my healing journey was about I'm going to heal my autoimmune disease and then I get to move on with my life and get mm-hmm. back to where I was before my diagnosis. Whoa. That was my beginning idea of what I thought this health journey was about. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking to myself, what has this truly been about? Yes, I've learned to eat better. Yes, I do all these things. But ultimately, it's been about finding myself, having a better relationship with myself. Oh, yes. I know. And I know like you called me, you're like, I loved that. But it's like, literally, I don't know. I just had this like, this crazy like realization where I was like, oh my gosh, like this is what it's about. Knowing myself taking care of myself on all mm-hmm. levels and like just understanding what is the importance of like being a human, having this human experience for myself, you know, mm-hmm. because it's just crazy. Like the the odds of us just like coming into this world and Rachel becoming Rachel, me becoming me and like the stories that we have and everyone's so different. It's like, it's so, it's like, celebrate yourself celebrate yeah. this like human experience of like oh my gosh like i could have never been born into this world yeah. i would have never experienced any of these things whether mm-hmm. it's good or bad whether my odds of like getting rheumatoid arthritis and like having to deal with this at such a young age but it's like at the same time like i'm still alive mm-hmm. i still have so much to offer the world i still like get to just I don't know like deep dive in a way that like I don't know like most humans that don't have to like suffer through some type of condition they're not forced into that awakening yeah and like a lot of what Eckhart talks about is like unfortunately most people become awakened through suffering Mm -hmm. you know but without suffering you're not forced to like have that introspection you need those contrasts in life or else you're not going to truly appreciate and truly deep down in your gut feel grateful for and really truly appreciate the things that you do have what even as little as like the sun shining every day and like little things Mm -hmm. like that we need the contrast like Mm -hmm. that's why there's clouds in the sky some days there's sun in the sky some days like some days we feel great some days we don't and as much as it sucks when you have an autoimmune disease and you wake up and you're flared up and you don't know why there's no sense in dwelling in it, especially like if you know exactly why you're flared up and you're like, Oh God, like I had that, you know, that beer and that pizza yesterday. Like, why did I do that? There's no sense in that. You cannot change it. It's already in your body. It's already doing whatever wreaking havoc, maybe unfortunately, but like, you can't do anything about it. All you can do is what you know is best for your body. Um, but anyway, that was like a, a different tangent, but I wanted to go back to you talking about like 
basically like becoming your higher self and like becoming Mm -hmm. enlightened. And I actually posted an Instagram reel about this, like a few months back about, Mm -hmm. and I feel like, I feel like it didn't get as much traction as I wanted it to, because maybe people just like, didn't really understand it, but Mm -hmm. I was really excited about it when, at the time when I posted it, it was basically Mm -hmm. like the first clip was me being like, I don't know. I'm going to say this and everyone's going to think I'm crazy, but I, I guarantee you a couple people out there will know what I'm talking about. There's this sound. Okay. So if you know, like TikTok, Instagram reels, like they have like sounds out there and then you record things over the sounds. And so one of them is like, I've been stung by a wasp. I've been stung by a wasp. And then it like, it like, um, cuts the music to like bad thing, fun as hell like that what is what song is that anime whatever anyway so I don't know I'm the not first a- part I'm trying to paint a picture it's not really working but just <laughs> go <Sorry>. with me <laughs> well yeah we'll have to so the- plug in the real I don't know yeah everyone go find it it's like a few months back but anyway so the first part is like I've been stung by a wasp and I'm sitting there just like ah! like oh my god my life is over and the caption says something about like me being diagnosed with RA at 23 years old thinking my life is over just like oh, yeah. oh my god yeah and then the next clip cuts to some like bumping music right that's basically yeah. what I'm trying to say yeah and then I have like a filter on where it makes my hair like purple and like I'm all sparkly and it's like my higher self saying like hey welcome I've been expecting you like I'm yeah. right like you're ready to meet me yeah. sort of thing yeah and that's something that I truly firmly believe is that if you allow your autoimmune journey to be so you will progress into a higher, more healthy version of yourself in whatever way. Mm-hmm. Um, it might not be healthier than you ever were before, but it, it can definitely be healthier than you are when you're first diagnosed. Yeah. Um, and I firmly, firmly believe that, but it's, it's crazy the amount of mindset work that it takes. And you know what, like, I'm going to be completely honest. Some people don't, don't do it because it's too hard and that's yeah. fine. If you, yeah. if you are like, you know what? No, I'm not doing that. I'm just trying to like stay alive, be on meds and that's it. Totally fine. But just know there are other options and there are ways to feel better and more so, like more comfortable and safe in your own body, in your own mind. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the, the biggest thing is, is that you cannot seek out enlightenment. You can't, seek out your preach you can't seek out your awakening you can't like that can't be a goal because that's really the ego comes along with it because then that's the ego speaking Mm -hmm. going i want to be enlightened i want to do this and i want to be like them no that's coming from the ego Mm -hmm. what really authentically is the true higher self is when you're day in day out doing things out of you know, enthusiasm, a pure and intentional place, pure, pure intention and enthusiasm mm-hmm. and like enthusiasm for like life and for like improving mm-hmm. yourself. Right. Because that's purity. Enthusiasm is like purity, like waking up going like, I'm going to, you know, drink this green juice and do this because I love it and it mm-hmm. makes me feel good. And we've talked about this versus I'm doing this because I see someone else doing it, but I hate drinking it and it's torture mm-hmm. and I don't see the difference. You're you know, not it's like see any no, changes. No. So like, you know, it really comes down to like where you're coming from, like where in your heart that it's coming from, because that's why you can look at someone else and see that they're being successful. And maybe, you know, maybe that is the truth of like they're actually like they've done a lot of work on themselves and that's, mm-hmm. you know, how it is. Or maybe it's like you haven't tapped in that 
into that for yourself and like you're looking at that thinking like oh that can't be true they can't be feeling that good like yeah. how is that possible but it's like and even that to thought is to gonna, get there yeah but even that thought is gonna like bring you down during exactly. the journey being like oh well they have it so I never could or you could mm-hmm. look choose to look at them and be like oh they have that so it's actually attainable for me because they can mm-hmm. do it so why could not yeah yeah exactly wow I love this conversation, just like all of them. But I feel like this one is, it's really easy for us to just talk forever because we are both still on these, like, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever not be on these like enlightenment journeys. And I, I feel just so, I just feel really aligned lately in almost every single way in Mm -hmm. my life. And it's a really beautiful place to be. And I feel like this, like starting at Orange Theory kind of was like the cherry on top of like where I feel like I need to be in life right now. And it's helping me to build even more of a community in Portland. Cause I don't know if I talked about this, but I like officially decided that I'm staying in Portland for at least another year. Mm. And, um, cause when I first moved to Portland, I was like, I don't know, like I'm going to go for a year and see if I like it. And if not, then I'll move. And I just resigned my lease the other day. Nice. So I'm really excited. And I've never also in my adult life have never stayed in an apartment more than a year. Actually, mm-hmm. that's a lie. In in Santa Monica, I was there for a year and a half, but that was because it was in the pandemic. So like we couldn't yeah. move. Yeah. Um, but before that, I literally was moving every single year. The shortest mm-hmm. time I ever stayed somewhere was six months. The longest mm-hmm. time was like just over a year. Yeah. So it's really, it's really cool to be like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I finally feel secure enough in my life and like mm-hmm. happy where I am. And I don't feel the need to like move around and yeah. It's, it's a crazy thing when things, when you allow things, like Erica said, you can't just seek things out. Yeah. But when we say enlightenment, we don't just mean like we're these guru souls or whatever, like this equates to like basically every area of your life. It trickles down in every single way. Once you do allow that alignment to happen with your mind, with your body, it trickles to the rest of your life. It is so insane. And I really can't explain it. I can just tell you my experience and Erica could tell you her experience, but like, once you allow it to, you'll just notice that things just feel easier and things feel happier. And when something negative happens or like sad happens, like, yeah, it sucks, but you're still, you have the tools and you have the support to get through it in a much like more graceful way. Yeah. And can I just add to that is like, when I say, enlightenment or use like the word awakening I more so mean like more consciousness Mm -hmm. right so an unconscious person cannot evaluate their thoughts behaviors and emotions and recognize that it's impacting their life in a negative Mm way a conscious person their self-awareness continues to expand and expand Mm -hmm. and expand and expand and they're able to understand their behaviors and then they're able to understand that other behavior people's behaviors are a reflection of how they feel inside and not their own Mm -hmm. so it's like and then it goes you know it trickles out into like you know what you know, what foods you want to put in your body, how is that going to make you feel? And like, what kind of impact does it have on the environment? And like, this is like the, like the levels of consciousness keep expanding. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about yourself. And it's like, it, yeah, it just kind of like ripples into the, into the world. But yeah, so that's why, like, when I say like, 
enlightenment it really just means just expanding your consciousness mm -hmm. expanding your self-awareness because that's really where all the change happens yeah the self-awareness piece is huge and it's really the first step is just like starting that self-awareness journey which is why like when I created this 12-week program that I have now I called it the connect within program because as everyone knows Erica and I are very big on mindset and yeah that is the biggest piece and that trickles to everything else and you have to connect with your mind and with your body people say all the time like oh just listen to your body but it's like what does that mean yeah exactly and, and we teach you what that yeah. means <laughs> exactly. exactly um yeah I think this is a good conversation to have because we're kind of defining what these things mean and what they actually look like because mm -hmm. there is a lot of this kind of talk like especially on social media but it's it's hard to grasp that and understand it unless you've done the work for yourself mm -hmm. so don't just trust rachel and i's word and don't listen uh, to what the heck we're saying i mean listen it as in like oh that's like interesting and i would like to try that out for myself mm -hmm. but like don't just be like oh like you know that's what you know uh, becoming self-aware is like no mm -hmm. take the process and becoming self-aware yeah and then you'll truly be able to connect a lot more dots in your own personal life and like understand like half of the concepts that we've been talking about and like by no means are we saying like oh my god we're like way above everyone and like whatnot mm -hmm. um we're just saying that we're just sharing our personal like self-development and like how our awareness and uh level of consciousness has expanded over the last you know four or five years of us having this condition and yeah. we're just here to share that with people because we want other people to experience that every single person is capable of experiencing this it does not matter if you're in a wheelchair mm -hmm. quadriplegic if you have a brain and if you are alert and you are able to comprehend things mm -hmm. you are able to do this work so it doesn't matter what situation you're in whatsoever yeah anything that you can do towards a higher consciousness whether it's listening to a podcast reading a book reading a poem writing in a journal doing five minutes of meditation whatever it is like hugging a tree you know like walking on the grass going on a hike going on a walk just like you know looking at birds whatever it is that mm -hmm. you can do to connect to a higher version of yourself and and at the same time disconnect from the world around you yeah yeah meaning our like uh, modern world, I should say, because yeah. you want to connect yeah. more with obviously like nature. Yeah. Anything that you can do is going to be something. And going back to the point of it's not going to come to you if you are constantly seeking it out. Mm -hmm. Don't go like, oh, I want to start this healing journey because I want to be enlightened. It's like, yeah, no, exactly. You need to do this for yourself. You need to have a strong intention. Why? Why do you want to do that? Mm -hmm. Um. But also just know that there really is when it comes to this this piece of mindset there really is no end goal no, like the no. goal is to continuously grow and you will yeah. never be done and so yeah. please just know that don't be like oh i'm gonna read this book and i'm gonna listen to a couple podcasts and like i'm gonna be like more conscious it's like no. well no you have to keep doing that or else yeah. it's gonna literally just like go away it's kind of like if you start working out and then you get to a certain point and then you feel good and you look good and then you stop because you're like oh i made it yeah. And then what happens like quickly after your muscles start atrophying yeah. and then you lose muscle mass. Right. Yeah. So that's something that I just like really want to point out because there is no like, oh, I got there. No, no, exactly. I think I'm glad you said that because that's super important to realize, like even myself knowing, you know, a lot of these people that I continuously talk about on our podcast, knowing 
like knowing the information, right, is different from being it, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm in a phase where I'm knowing it, but I'm not being it. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm being it for a long period of time. And then I go unconscious and I go Mm -hmm. slip back into my old behaviors and my old thought patterns. And that's normal because we're not, you know, we're not some monks who've, you know, have practiced this for like 30 plus years. Mm -hmm. Like this type of discipline and the type of things that we're talking about are really hard to implement every single Mm -hmm. aspect of your day. Okay. Yeah. But any level of expanding your consciousness is going to improve your quality of life. Even yes. drastic, even small little things can have a drastic impact on mm-hmm. your health and well-being and your mental state. And so like, it's just, uh, it's like building blocks. You just keep building and building yeah. and building. And like, there's no like end in sight. Like, you know, it's just like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm so happy you said that because actually I was just thinking that I wanted each of us to give maybe like one or two book recommendations at Mm -hmm. the end of this. And I was thinking of what mine would be. And then it actually, as soon as like, of course, everything just lands. As soon as I was thinking that, and as soon as I thought of one of the books I wanted to say, you were saying just now how sometimes you fall off of things. And I was thinking, so the author of a book that I want to recommend, her name is Gabrielle Bernstein. She talks about the fact that for like a long time there, she after she had already written multiple books about like the universe aligning and like how to do it and all this stuff and manifesting things in your life. She talks about in her, in one of her more recent books, how she fell off for a while Mm -hmm. and how she realized that. And then she was talking to her husband and was like, wait a second, I need to like start doing the things again. I don't know what happened, but like, I'm not feeling aligned. And it's not like, it's not like you're going to sit there and be like, huh, I'm not feeling aligned. Like it's going to take a while of you not doing the work likely. And then eventually you're going to be so far off being like, wait a second. You'll feel it. You'll feel that. You'll feel that. But it's not going to be like an instant, like, oh, I'm not doing meditation. Like sometimes it might be, but like for the most part, I would say with most people, it's not going to be like, oh, I didn't meditate for two days. And I feel like a totally different evil person. It's going to be like, no, you're going to probably fall off for like a while and then be like, yeah. huh, I'm thinking a little bit differently lately. I wonder what's up. And then you realize mm-hmm. like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Or like, I'm feeling more irritated lately or mm-hmm. like, you know, it, it, even when it comes to like people around me, like I'll start feeling irritated by certain mm-hmm. people and like, and something about them just keeps, and it's not even a big thing. And, and then I have to ask myself like, okay, Erica, why are you feeling so irritated about this? Like, what about this person is like, Mm -hmm. you know, reflecting back to you something that maybe you're struggling with inside. And so like, that's the type of awareness that I'm talking about because Mm -hmm. before I started my health journey, I would have just like let that feeling take over and Mm -hmm. just be like, screw that person, they're annoying. Like, I don't want to be around them. Like, da, 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 (laughs) you know? And now it's like, I put it, I put it back on me. You know, I take it Mm -hmm. off of that person and go, what about myself do I need to work on? Do I need to, you know, like just, I don't know, whatever that is for that person that I'm, you know, feeling irritated by, I just kind of like bring it back to myself. And often I do find the answer. Mm-hmm. And then I realize, okay, it's because I need to do this. Or if I'm irritated because someone's like posting healthy food recipes all the time, right? <laughs> Why am I annoyed? Why am I annoyed? It's probably because I haven't been making myself healthy meals. And then what happens? I go, you know what? 
I'm going to do what they did. I'm going to make myself that healthy meal. And then I feel better about myself. So it's like, this is the type of work that we're talking about. And Mm -hmm. it really does have a huge, huge impact on how well you do on your health journey. Because a lot of these things do hold you back that you're just not self-aware of enough to understand how Mm -hmm. it's holding you back. Exactly. Yes. Um, Once again, Erica and I, before we started recording we're like yeah we're gonna make this like erica literally right before we started recording goes okay so this is gonna be like a 20 minute one right and i was like yeah yeah sure classic us never every time even if it's the most simplest thing we're like let's just do an episode on just like recommending like one thing and then it's just like no it always goes down this path but we can't help it like literally yeah it just it all connects it It all connects back to the same thing so it's like it always does okay and before we go a little shout out i don't know exactly who it was the name just said choir friends but someone donated to our little supporter feature on ACAST. So thank you so much, whoever that was. Um, yeah. I used to be in this like community choir in LA called Land Lights. Um, and it's so much fun. If anyone lives in LA, highly recommend. So much fun. Greg Delson is amazing. Um, but I don't know who it was, whoever my choir friends are. I got a lot of you. Um, we appreciate you so much. Thank you for supporting the podcast. You have no idea. Like, I, I don't know. It just touches my heart so much anytime that we yeah. see a little donation come through even if it's like a couple dollars like mm-hmm. even just the thought that you guys are appreciating and valuing what it is that we do for free every week yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that is a good feeling awesome well we hope that you got a lot out of this again we love hearing from you please feel free to reach out and we will see you next time bye Thank you so much for listening to our Autoimmune and You podcast. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share on social media. We really appreciate every bit of support. Sharing is caring. Every like, subscribe, and share that we get helps us get our message out to more people.